Hello, scripted botch universe. Or my, my bad, my bad. Universe. Hello, everyone. You're going to have to uh, turn that down. I was way too close to my mic. <laughs> That's fine. My name is Pierce Lancaster. Alongside me, as always, is my broadcasting partner, Mr. Brian Gatina. Who Hello. Actually, is a massive fan of the pay-per-view Armageddon from 2003. So, Brian, what was the third match in Armageddon of 2003? <laughs> this is never a competition of, like, what is Brian's wrestling knowledge? It's really just how fast can Brian use Google? I have no idea. <laughs> um, to be honest, I didn't even know if there was an Armageddon in 2003. Okay, there was. Um, and it was... Um, the promotional poster is kind of hilarious. Dude, who cares? I see it. Um, um, okay, <laughs> okay. Hold up. Event results. Okay. Oh, the third match dude. was Randy Orton with Ric Flair, I guess, as, like, on, on his side or something. Like, I don't know, something. He defeated... Uh, Rob Van Dam, um, with a, it was a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship with Mick with Foley Mick as the Foley. special guest referee. Yeah, I just read that too. Damn, dude, this this pay per view actually looks pretty pretty lit. Booker T versus Mark Henry with Teddy Long, <laughs> Chris Jericho and Christian defeated Lita and Trish Stratus in an intergender wait, tag team match. Why was Ric Flair involved in this? He was like with uh, Batista times. and Orton, and because he used to be part of um... Oh Evolution. Or yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay, that took me way too. I was like, why was he involved in this so much? But nah. I did also notice that it said with Ric Flair under like three different matches, and I was like, what? And then I also remembered. Yeah, but, that, that that took me way too long to figure that out. I miss Rob Van Dam. I know we're going on a tangent here, and we're not even started into our recap episode, but I, I miss Rob Van Dam. What is he doing these days? Uh, I wonder. He just no posted idea. on Twitter yesterday and said, it's 420. What time is it? And people in the comments were like, 420. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, But he is current as of September... Well, this was September 3rd, 2020, so maybe it's different. But um, he is currently signed to Impact. Oh, cool. Anyways, enough about other shows and wrestlers. We have the best lineup in sports entertainment on Friday Night SmackDown. Am I right? Yes. Here's first episode of the year. I mean, we yes. have stars such as Baron Corbin and Bailey. We have stars such as Roman Reigns. There you go. And Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns walks out to the ring to start the show. And he says the lines. So everything that I'm about to say, it zoomed in the whole time. He says, when you're the head of the table, when you're the tribal chief. And it kept zooming in on his face. 
And then and, and, and he paused in between those lines. And then right after this, it did a hard cut to a wide shot and was like, you make it work. <laughs> and it was, it was really uncomfortable. Comical. Yeah, he, it was like it was like uh, something it was it was almost like it was supposed to be uncomfortable, but I know it wasn't. You know what I, I mean? Just, I just wanted them to keep going. Just keep like <laughs> I wanted them to say whenever he says his two nicknames. Okay, so this is so okay. So so I wrote in I wrote in in quotes. He acknowledged me as tribal chief and head of the table. And like it wouldn't be bad if he just picked one. Tribal chief I is agree. good. Kevin like so so like whenever they say tribal chief, head of the table, big dog. It's like if they would just say like just tribal chief and yeah. that's it and not have like two to three different nicknames i feel like big dog hasn't been used as much but it was used in this at one point so right. um kevin owens comes out to interrupt and he challenges jay uso later on tonight yeah. Brian, and i like thoughts? to say Yes, uh, I like to say that Roman during this promo said 2020 was tough, and I was just thinking like, not for you, what? Like this is a that was the biggest year. Of, I mean, yeah, he had some shit he went through in 2020, but I mean, he had to miss his WrestleMania as... match versus Goldberg, which is actually kind of a big deal. I know we he's not great, but yeah, well, that is a big deal. Also, I just and I uh, think he almost had to dropped my scared. phone and I panicked and my leg went to flail and I almost knocked my entire desk over. <laughs> that so there, would have been amazing. There was to hear. a pretty loud noise just now. Yeah, I you'll hear it when we play this back. I, I it was pure panic mixed with all my shit about to fall. But anyways, <laughs> you dropped right. your phone last episode, so that's I guess we're even now. All right, so. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Baron Corbin versus Big E. All oh, right. wait. Can I... I do have to say that I, I forgot to mention. Uh, Roman Reigns said something about... We've had barn burner after barn burner of a match. And I was like, what the fuck is that? How, who, have you ever heard that phrase? Yeah, something being a barn burner. That just means it was just, it was just crazy. That sounds like something that uh, Jim Ross would say. Frequently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it was weird hearing it from, like... Because, I mean, I live in the South. So, I mean, like, it was definitely weird hearing him say it the way he did. I never used the term barn burner, but I've heard it. I've um, never heard it. That's why it caught me off guard. I was like, well, what of a match? Yeah, something being a barn burner. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's just like, you know... Like if something, imagine like your barn being on fire. I don't know, dude. It's southern. It's southern people shit. Um. Yeah. But yeah, barn burner. It was just the way he said it because he's so not southern. It was very strange. And but, he told I mean, uh, Roman that the big dog is gone. He's been replaced by a giant bitch. I know. I'm sorry. I you asked if I had any more comments and I forgot that I did. But I thought that part cracked me up because he called him the big dog. Yeah, it's been it's been too big long since we called him since since uh, he's been called Big Dog, and yeah, I I kind of I, I kind of miss it. I I, I kind of miss Big Dog, as much also, as you know. It's one of those things that, you know, I don't know. You 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 hate it. 
you, you hate it while it's there, but when it's gone, you, you miss it. It's like it's like John Cena, dude. You hate him while he's there. <laughs> I agree. When he's gone, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I agree. I miss John Cena, too. Um, yeah, now, now I'm actually done with that. Baron Corbin versus Big E. Don't forget We're that going... Baron Corbin has the Knights of the Lone Wolf in his corner. Yes, Baron Corbin has the Knights of the Lone Wolf. <sighs> Now, we should have had a going, Knights of the Lone Wolf counter. I'm going... Yes, we should have. I am going to give a play-by-play analysis of this match. I fucking knew it was going to be a play-by-play. All right. He told me he had so, a surprise for me. They start out with they start out by locking up, and they spin around for like seven whole seconds. Just locked up. Baron Corbin, headlock. Off the ropes. They almost clothesline. Then they actually clothesline. Cover. Two count. They just start rolling on the ground. Literally. Throw off the ropes. Generic kick. Clothesline. Again. One count. Continuous elbows to the shoulders from Corbin. Bad punches. Back and forth. <laughs> generic corner th- Generic corner throw turnbuckle spot. Where they like, de- where they like dig their whole fucking shoulder into the fucking turnbuckle that's made out of metal or steel or whatever so it sounds really gruesome and it hits real hard that they do every single match (laughs) then more bad punches throw off the rope another clothesline two count off the rope uh bar punch i don't know what that means but i put bar punch um, whatever that <laughs> Did you means. mean bad punch probably? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. bad punch. Yeah, yeah. Off <laughs> Bar the rope. punch. Bad punch. Off the rope. Corbin does a knee from outside of the ropes. Big ending. Sammy interrupts. Another dirty ending. With somebody that he can't end clean. Okay, never mind. It's a tag match. Okay, I'm done doing a play by play. I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> um, yeah, this it's... match, the, the 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 tag match actually would have been better. If I had done a play-by-play, because that match was bad, and everything I said was just every WWE spot to ever exist, this tag match was even more of that, but for tag matches. It was, like, so just every tag match I've ever seen. Just everything... Why does why does WWE always do the spots <laughs> where they throw off the ropes and then someone ducks or like they jump over it and then like they do close and or it's a clothesline or it's like the clothesline gets dodged or like I don't know it's the same thing over and over again it's just so I don't know yeah. I'm, just, I'm so annoyed by it that. it's the same shit. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts have on this tag that team match? Everything is the same shit in WWE. It's always the same spots. It's always the same thing. I mean, every now and then they'll come out and surprise us, and they'll do some crazy shit that we're not. Usually the pay per views. But... Usually the pay per views have like some good matches, but like I feel like the TV spots are normally like all the same, like in every show. Yeah, unless nothing. it's some big match like a steel cage match. Like that match was pretty good. They had that yeah. handcuff spot. That was good. Nobody expected. Was, yeah, the steel good. steel cage match was good, but <laughs> that's an exception. I'm giving examples of like TV matches that are pretty. Like some spots are okay, but yeah, generally, <sighs> generally it's all just one big Baron Corbin match, pretty much. But this, these two matches, 
specifically were like so WWE TV taped. Right. That it like matchup ever was better, Pierce said. Yeah. Oh, dude, significantly better. And he hates that match, so that's big. Yeah, I mean, okay, like I've said, I've given my opinions on it before. That match would have been good if they wouldn't act like simple moves I see every single week on Raw give, like, the biggest damage ever. Like, they would do, like, a drop kick to each other, and they and they made it look like a 1930s wrestling match. Like, and, and That match would have been really good it just, if it was uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. Dude, probably, no, no, dude, more than that. Maybe like, 50. More than that. It was supposed to be, like, an older wrestling match. Yeah, like it was well done. Maybe not but it's like years ago. <laughs> that's an exaggeration. I'd but say it's like years ago. whenever, whenever, um, no, dude, twenty years ago would have been fucking two thousand. If it was twenty years before that, wrestling in two thousand was way more exciting. Than yeah, that. you're right. It's I'm thinking like eighties, yeah, like eighties, yeah, yeah, yeah. like dude. Like that's Touché. that's what yeah. I'm. Yeah. God, time just um, keeps it moving. I said twenty years ago, thinking that was nah, like dude. It would have been forty, dude, forty or fifty years ago. You're absolutely right. Um, because uh, the match, it's like, it's like when I watch somebody do a drop kick or a clothesline and they're like on the ground acting like they're dead when Baron Corbin gives five clotheslines in a match and they kip right up right afterward. It's right. like, you know, I don't know. All right. Just, we've said, yeah, hard. we've gone on and on about this for the past like three episodes. I've noticed. <laughs> Whatever. I um, think that's our main, main uh, problem with WWE is bring the... Make it to where signature and finishing moves or whatever are strong again and stop overusing moves. Yes, exactly. Um, um, Baron Corbin, <laughs> so the match ended with um, Baron Corbin. He uh, left Sammy and then uh, Apollo pinned. Uh, wait, I haven't here Apollo pinned Big E, but he didn't. No, no, what Apollo happened? pinned Sammy. Yeah. Apollo, Apollo pinned cr- Sammy. <laughs> Wrote you in my heard... notes, Apollo pinned big. They were on the same team. What the fuck? You, <laughs> I didn't even catch that they were on the same team. Yeah, you're right. That didn't happen. Um, you heard it here, folks. Uh, Sami Zayn went from Intercontinental Champion to being buried by Apollo Cruz in the span of literally seven days. It makes me rest so in peace sad. to Sammy. I, love I agree. I love Dude, him me too. So and Apollo like Cruz the... is good. It's just every time they try to let him shine, they make him a jobber. Yeah, dude, Apollo Cruz is incredible in ring. I have, we haven't gotten a lot of him on the mic, dude. Apollo Cruz is great. Every time he's, he's in there, good, we're like, Whoa, he's yeah, good. he's a he's a good big guy, but he's 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 a boring character, and he's good. I mean, he's a good big guy. I don't know. I like Apollo Cruz. I, I think... wish they'd give him more of a character and put him in there more. But, but like, he's not, I mean, I don't know, maybe he's not given the right thing where he can shine his most, like, his best, but I feel like he has shooting a shooting star splashes. He's in there doing, like, a standing shooting star press and, like, a standing moonsault back-to-back and all that crazy shit, and it's, he's really athletic for his size and really good. But to be fair, he's... like, what is Apollo Crews' character? He's just Exactly, like... I was gonna say, I just feel like he's there. Yeah, he doesn't really have a character. He's just kind of like a good athlete. Which is good have. if you're not in the WWE where they actually care about that stuff in order to give you a push. Because they just threw Apollo Crews in every week against somebody like Daniel Bryan and they just fought and it was a good match. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Right. You know what I mean? Even if there's no storyline, like as long as it's a good match and they just, you know, 
He doesn't have to have a character as long as they don't bury him week after week. Right. No, I can I can get <coughs> on that. But anyways, um, yeah. So uh, Sammy who? But uh, after Sammy that, we had a who? Owens. Are you done? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't even hear what he said. I was fucking with you because I talked over you. Um, Owens and Adam Pierce had a backstage segment. Do you hear that, Pierce? They mentioned you in Raw. SmackDown, whatever the show is. Um, Owens was bullying him into giving him the match against Uso. Basically, he's like, come on. This isn't you, Adam Pierce. You're not the same guy I knew 15 years ago. You need to make this match. Blah, blah, blah. And Adam Pierce is like, come on, you know Roman Reigns basically signs my paycheck. I can't make this match. And Kevin Owens is like, come on, dude, just do it. And then he does. So apparently it's uh, Jay Uso in the main event. Main event Uso versus Main Kevin event Owens. Uso, which is so fine. It's funny that as soon as couple, we... But... I was going to say, it's funny that as soon as we pointed out that he was main event Uso, he kind of stopped being in the main events for a little bit there. Which I thought was hilarious. They get involved to us, dude. in Roman's main events, but I'm telling you, they do. Adam, yeah, Adam Pierce gave him the match versus Jey Uso for the main event, and, and then we had a Big E, e segment. Yeah, Big E and Apollo Cruz had a backstage segment where Big E said that he's gonna have an open challenge. For the Intercontinental Championship, and Apollo Cruz was like, "Haha, bitch ass, I'm gonna accept <laughs> that challenge." Haha, <laughs> right yeah. now, standing beside you, and I'm gonna eat some grilled <coughs> cheese. <coughs> and then he ate grilled cheese. And it was it was cool. Yeah, he no, called he us and that. told us he's like, "Dude, after that segment, I went back to my trailer and ate grilled cheese." And anyways, I want to say that <laughs> when Big E was giving his passionate yell. Um, I would say speech, but it was just all yelling. And every time he yelled, when he got to a certain point in his yell, like when it was strained just enough, it made his boob muscle twitch, and it was funny. I was just staring at his boob muscle twitching while he's yelling. It was kind of entertaining. A lot more entertaining than uh, <sighs> Baron Corbin match. A lot more entertaining. A lot spring. more. A lot more entertaining than <coughs> Tamina and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. Because the only thing entertaining about this match was Billy Kay. I agree. Billy Kay comes out. It's the Riot Squad introduced first. And then Billy Kay comes out and she's like, who's my partner? And it's Tamina's music. And Tamina comes out and then Tamina's like, no. And then Natalia's music starts. So I guess it's Natalia and Tamina. And Billy Kay's like, what the hell? Dude, so she's no, just on the sidelines. I just want to see. I just want to see <laughs> Billy Kay be a manager now. Dude, I do too. I, I, I don't even want to see her be a manager. So much better. I just want to see her just sit outside. I want to see her give commentary every match. That would be funny. But um, or if she was just outside of the ring like every match, just like that, and didn't care who won, just cheered for everyone and yelled when anything crazy happened. That would be perfect. She would be. Dude, good I don't even manager. want a crowd to come back. Just put her as the crowd. She'll cheer for everybody. Woo, dude! No, she she would actually she would actually be such a good manager. Honestly, I mean, like I think that would be a be- I think she'd be better at that than she would be as a wrestler. 
Well, she's not very good as a wrestler, so there's not a very high bar to hit. But she would be good at like you know distracting the ref and like stuff like that. But she, but and and she's good enough at wrestling to where like if she needed to like get involved in a feud or something, she could. Or right, like, she's you know, take a bump and, and like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. she could hurt somebody else if she needed. You know, like, <laughs> right. I don't know. I I think I think that she would should be a manager. Be, I agree. Uh, that would be a really good spot for her. So who she, do you think would so be a good enjoyable. client for her to be? Like, I feel like Bailey maybe, because of the way Bailey's always yelling shit to everyone. She's like, "Ah, did you see that? Ah, ding dong, hello!" Like always, she's always yelling and talking during the matches. So I feel like maybe Bailey. Bailey, I think I think she'd be better with somebody like, I, honestly, first person maybe that Carmella. comes to mind. Nah, nah, Carmella, <laughs> Carmella, Sasha, and Bailey, whatever. I think it would. I think she would be good with uh, Natalia. Natalia makes a heel turn, comes in with Natalia. Natalia is a good wrestler. You just don't like her because she has no character, and that's why she needs. Yes, that's exactly why. Because her character is boring as fuck, and she's okay. Exactly. At no, no, dude, she's really good. She's really good at wrestling, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude. She, okay. she, it, I believe it, you. I just, I don't, well, I, don't know, I guess I just don't like her because I think she's boring. Yeah, she's again, boring. probably because she doesn't have a character. You're right. He, she's boring because she needs Billy Kay. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that's that. What I'm, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Because, yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar is really fucking boring. He's just big. <laughs> I mean, he has uh, Hayman, you know, so... Oh, Bobby Lashley's pretty boring, but when he's in a faction and has MVP, I mean, I guess he can be a champion, apparently. He can still be boring and be champion. Right. But no, he's not boring, because he quali- he just announced that he's joining the Men's Royal Rumble and is going to win. How boring is that? Dude, I hope, dude. I hope he wins. Don't even speak that into existence, Pierce. I swear. I hope he wins. Why? Who would you want to see him face? Roman? Or Drew. I guess Drew. He'd fight because he's on Raw. Dude, would Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania really be what you'd want to see? Is that really who you want to see win? Yes. Why? Dude, we're about to fight right now. Tell me why. I want to hear... I think you're fucking with me, and this is bait. And I'm falling Just, just, just because I want him to win. Just because... I want everyone to be mad. I want him to win the Royal Rumble and have everybody <laughs> mad. And then I want Roman Reigns, not Drew McIntyre. I want Roman Reigns to tap out to that fucking full Nelson. Oh, just God. so everyone gets so pissed. And then he's like, and then he's like, I'm, and he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm Bobby Lashley and I'm going to, I'm, I'm winning. I'm the champion. And everyone's just like, so fucking mad, dude. I don't know. I think that would be funny as fuck because people would actually be fucking furious about that shit. So yeah, that's why I, I agree that win. that would be really funny. Yeah, I agree. It, that it, would, be it would it would be funny. But if he lost, if he won the Royal Rumble and then lost, then it would be really upsetting. But I would want him to beat Roman Reigns. I would want him to beat Roman Reigns, and I would want Jay Uso to come out and try and stop him too. But he just like puts him also in the full Nelson and like dies. And he, Wouldn't you rather like, see somebody we like do all that stuff, like, or it's at least somebody tolerable? Yes, a more? it would be. It would be. 
it would be satisfying, but like it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, so, I guess it would make okay. for a great podcast. I, 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 and I, I will actually, give you that. I actually was joking. I don't want Bobby Lashley to win, but it would I be figured, funny. If but did. I no, agree. Of course, I don't funny. want Bobby. Of course, I don't want Bobby Lashley to win. That's that, what I said. Honestly, like, is this bait? Am I falling for it? There's no fucking. Is Otis in the Royal Rumble? Is Otis in the be. Royal Rumble? He will be because tonight he was helping Daniel Bryan train for the Royal Rumble. Remember? Yes. And, uh, they were talking, which we will get to. It was the one of the highlights of the night, but um. I I would assume because uh, when they were talk they were talking on commentary they're like there will be some big guys in there on the on Sunday not this whenever at the Royal Rumble like oh like Otis I don't know if they said Otis but I assume maybe Daniel Bryan will try to get Otis out at the Rumble and Otis will be like nope I I was Should gonna say I think hips, and then throw him out I I know it's not I know it's not gonna happen. But I would like to see Otis win just because Me too. just because he got screwed out of the money in the bank. That's the only is, reason why. Okay, but hear me out because I just thought of this as soon as you said started saying that you wanted to win. What if that's why they took his money in the bank? Because they were like, "No, we want Otis to win the Rumble," that, <laughs> and that's his that, redemption arc. There's, dude, that would be so. I, dude, if he won the Royal Rumble. I would I, I I don't know if I would be happy about it. I want John Cena to come back at the Rumble. And <laughs> entry thirty. And win. Dude, honestly, I be sad. I if he be keeps it him around longer, I hope he wins every match. I'd like to see Cena versus uh I'd like to see Cena versus McIntyre. I want to see Cena versus Roman. Cena and Roman already have. That would be. But I, but I want to see Seaman ver- Cena versus. I just said Seaman. I just mixed Cena and Roman's name and said Seaman. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I want to. <laughs> would that be their tag team name? <laughs> yeah, bro. It would be Seaman. <laughs> Dude, I want to see Cena versus this Roman, is what I was going to say before I. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <sighs> oh my god, where are we even at? The Sasha is falling apart. Oh wait, wait, we we had Tamina and Natalia versus the Ride Squad with Billy Kay. Oh wait, we already talked about that. Sasha and Bianca Belair <laughs> Who versus even won that match. Oh, the Ride Squad one people. The Ride Squad one. Carmella and Bailey. Bianca doing moves with her hair. Makes what? me really fucking annoyed, and I think it's dumb, and I hate it. I just made, I just put up a video. It was a, a highlight video of us talking about it last week, and I called it Bianca Bell hair. Dude, it's just so. It. It's just so dumb. I loved when Bianca tried to use her hair to pull Bailey, or uh, to pull uh. Sasha, God, why did I forget her name? Towards the corner to tag her, and Bailey like stopped her and grabbed her hair. Then Bianca like whipped her head and pulled her hair and pulled Bailey into the steps or into the corner. I love it. I think it's yeah, incredible. I I, I, uh... I love it so much. 
It's mud it's show as so... fuck, dude. It's mud show as <laughs> That's fuck. That's what we need at this point. That's the only way to make these shows less boring. Okay, but like... Except if, for if... not supernatural gimmicks. Sorry. But if I'm an eight... Okay, but like... If I'm an eight-year-old kid watching wrestling... And you... And, and I see that... I mean, maybe I'm too... Maybe I'm not smart enough, but like... I'd be like, how did she do that with her hair? You know, that's what they want so, you to do. Yeah, dude, dude, I know, but like, uh, but like, we're not eight years old, and neither is more than half of their fan base. I know, but uh, yeah, it's just I so. Just, I think it's funny, and it's okay when it's in. Uh, well, I was gonna say in matches that I don't particularly care about, but this was a good match. I like this match, and I care about Carmella and Bianca and Sasha and Bailey, even though I hate Bailey's personality. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny and it's entertaining, but don't do, I don't like supernatural shit in serious moments like with Randy Orton in a main event at WrestleMania or some shit, you know, or a main event at a pay-per-view. But I think anyways. the main event, I think the main event of WrestleMania should be, um, Baron Corbin versus Bobby Lashley. Just letting it known to the We're world. We're gonna pretend that uh, that didn't happen, and uh, I might have to edit it out just so I don't have to hear it again. Because if I hear it again, I might cry. No, I'm uh-huh. just kidding. No, if I had to edit it out, that would mean I'd have to hear it multiple times again. So no, we'll leave it in. Did you say that Carmelo got the win off of her simp with the distraction? I did not say that yet. Well. That's what happened. <clears throat> Reginald? Carmella Speaking got of the who, win off of Reginald Carmella. is athletic as fuck. He was in the ring and did this crazy back roll thing and, like, shot himself through the middle and bottom rope and landed on his feet outside the ring. Incredible. And, and then he jumped onto the apron and then did a backflip off of it right afterward. Yeah, like, as soon as Sasha went to go over and hit him, like, he distracted her enough, and then he backflipped off the thing, and I'm like, damn, Reginald, what the hell? I'm assuming we're gonna know who he is in a couple of years. <clears throat> he's gonna end up coming out as, like, an actual wrestler. <coughs> well, dude, he's athletic as fuck, and whenever Sasha finally did hit him when he was on the apron, the way he fell down and fell to the floor looked really good. I was kind of surprised. It looked like it hurt. I doubt yeah, it that, did, though. That he probably is, just knows what he's doing. That dude has to be a wrestler. Well, of course, yeah, he's taken too many bumps and done too much shit now. But, uh, I mean, plus he just did a fucking backflip and everything off the... He's gonna beat a wrestler in, like, a year doing all this shit in ring. But, uh, maybe sooner. Maybe this year. Who knows? They're rushing everything, like always. So, maybe he's gonna be main eventing WrestleMania by then. And Carmella's gonna be his simp. Who knows? But, yeah. Uh, Carmella pin Sasha. Woohoo. Sonya Deville is back on SmackDown, and they really did a a good grand old return for her. She was just literally walked backstage, and they're like, "Oh, she's back!" It was showing all the other people around her, just looking at her, and she's just making eye contact, and it's just like she's back. And that's all we had of her the entire night. Isn't that great? But um, I hate that because I love her. She's so good. Yeah. I like her, too. Um, we also had a Roman and Friends backstage segment. It was Roman, Uso, and uh, Paul Heyman. And uh, 
they were pissed. Roman was pissed about the fact that the Uso match was made a match. So he's like, they, it's clear they disrespect me and they don't realize what I'm doing for this company and everybody who gets paid is because of me, pretty much. That's, it's, I'm speaking, um... Paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, I was paraphrasing, but yeah, it's, they're all the same speech, you know. Big dog paraphrase. Um, yeah. Told Uso to find out who didn't appreciate him. It's like, somebody who made this match doesn't appreciate me. Find out who it is. And Uso's like, yes, Mr. Big Dog. <laughs> and Michael Cole's like, Roman barking orders at Uso. None of that happened. But yeah, the, the Street Profits had a New Year's Smoketacular. I'll cheers to that. Hell yeah. They had a smoketacular. Um, I don't really have any notes on this. It was very street prophecy. I, I mean, it, it was. I mean, was Angela Dawkins can play, can play the drums, apparently. He, I mean, I, it didn't sound that great, but I mean, he can. The, he can, he hit can do drums. more than I could do. He can do more he than can, I could do and make it sound okay. He can hit drums. But, uh, yeah, they gave 2021 predictions. Uh, one of them was that the I was the champion, the Intercontinental Champion. Sami Zayn shirt that they gave him would be put on the WWE shop and be the number one selling item. Um, I don't agree with that. But I agree that it will be put on the shop because they probably got put on the shop like five seconds after they mentioned it because they knew people would be checking. They're like, is it on the shop? And they're like, wow, it is. Let's get it. But uh, they also predicted that since Dolph Ziggler has been ripping off Shawn Michaels blatantly, that he was going to get his own nickname as the Heartache Kid. I, um, I just didn't find that one. I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was very funny either. They could have said anything else. I don't know. Um, yes. They literally could have said the Heartbreak Kid Part 2, or like the Great Value Brand Heartbreak Kid or some shit like that, and it would have been funnier. The Dollar Store Heartbreak Kid. There we go. Um, Rude and Ziggler interfered and fought and beat them up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I gotta say that we had a Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Rude segment backstage. Pierce, can we talk about their clothing? Dude, they're wearing shirts that say Dirty Dogs, but there's only one dog in this yard of the Thunderdome. And he likes to mark his territory. And that's the big dog. The head of the table. The tribal chief. <laughs> Roman Reigns. I want to say that they're, uh, it was spelled D-A-W-G-S. So it was Dirty Dogs. And uh, yeah, what they were talking backstage. Dog. And I noticed that on their shirts... Uh, one of the dog, the dog on the left had Dolph Ziggler's long hair and a big ass tongue sticking out. And the one on the right had Bobby Roode's beard and they both had sunglasses on and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I love that they, that's probably going to be their take, their tag team name. Um, Didn't he because drop the name in the promo. Yeah, dude, Dolph Ziggler's talking and he's like, we're a couple of dirty dogs and we uh, roam around the dog park looking for people to bark at. Roman Reigns uh, will piss on your car and it'll be ours because that's how dogs work. I don't know. 
dog. Uh, this is why I don't make the big dog jokes. We leave that to you. Anyways, uh, next we had Daniel Bryan and Otis versus Cesaro and Shinsuke. <laughs> Dude, dude, I had dude, to make it dramatic. The, the way the way the you read that, dude, dude, the, the 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 way you just said that reminded me of like a Disney Channel script <laughs> or like a new show being like, oh, and their friend is a loser. It's always like that. <laughs> their friend like, is a talking dog. Or it'll be like it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like one football player, one one. Uh, but this guy in the like every like, single show. There's a girl. She's popular. She has all the friends. <laughs> but when she's on the field cheerleading, she really just wants to be playing football. That's an actual premise <laughs> from a Disney show. That's that. Yeah, I just yeah. That's an actual premise where she Dude, just but like starts playing football. Yeah, I don't know. But yes, why? I get it. Why is every single... A teenage girl lives a normal life with a couple best friends, but she's also a pop music star? Oh. That was Hannah Montana. But anyways, after the terrible segment with the dirty dog shirts, um, we had a segment that showed Daniel Bryan trying to suplex and pick up Otis. Pierce, will you please describe that for the people out there? Um. Because I, I can't talk about it. I have PTSD from it. There was um dry humping. <laughs> it was pretty bad. With, yeah. with Daniel Bryan just straight up dry humping Otis, which I, which was funny, yes, and then they were, oh, we gotta move our hips around, and it was a funny segment, and it was funny. It was just so It dumb. was funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I thought, I thought it, it was, was funny, goofy. but yeah. here's, here's the, here's the situation, though. Daniel Bryan <laughs> is in creative. He is involved, or at least he was. Maybe he's not anymore. Maybe this is his punishment. I don't know. Maybe he messed up and had... Because they'll do shit like that. They'll literally do shit like that. They'll be like, oh, well, you don't want to work oh creative anymore? We'll put you in a notice. Like, like, literally, they'll like do that shit. I don't know. Because I don't know why they're putting Daniel Bryan in with all of this. Because Daniel Bryan is such a good wrestler. And I okay, think... Okay, but I don't to know. be fair, he's just been coming out week after week and having random matches and hasn't had a storyline or any kind of character. So I'm glad he's getting involved in something other than just being a random jobber. I mean, because like he won last week or a couple weeks ago, whatever. He won the singles match he was in for the first time in a while. And now he has a segment I, with somebody. That's fine. I think it's just because he's so over with everybody that it doesn't matter. Like, I think that's why. I think it's just because he's... Like, we just love him, and we don't have... He doesn't have to yeah, be in some main event, because we'll love him anyway. Yeah, we don't have to care like to care about Daniel Bryan. Like, there are a lot of wrestlers where it's like, oh, I'm not going to care unless they're in, like, a title picture or something. But, like, with Daniel Bryan, it, like, doesn't matter. Like, we're going to like him no matter what. So, I mean, we might as well... well you know like... what, WWE? Listen to us right here. Fuck Daniel Bryan. We don't like him. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck Do Daniel something Bryan. better with him. Yeah, but 
Watch it. Watch. Well, listen here, folks. He's going to win the Royal Rumble now. Oh, calling it. Otis and <laughs> Daniel Bryan came out with Gable at ringside <clears throat> versus uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro. Um, Otis looked really, really good here. He's been looking good as a big guy. He's been improving. I've enjoyed him a lot. And Pierce said something last uh, episode about how he thinks the real reason that... Um... Help me out here. I, uh, I, Keith Lee yeah. was sent to the Performance Center is because he's incredibly talented, but he's not good at being a big guy and hitting those big moves and being aggressive. So they probably did that with Otis too. Plus, he really wasn't that great in the ring, but... Otis looked good last yeah. week. He looked good this week. He's doing a lot better big guy moves. And like He's looking more like a actually aggressive big guy presence in the ring. Yeah, I mean, there he's, he's, he's looking good. He's doing cool things. Um, I agree. I mean, I don't have any other notes. I mean, I, I, Daniel Bryan won with a yes lock. Yeah, he hit the running high knee, whatever it's called, the running knee, to Cesaro. Uh, Shinsuke went out of the way. Um, then he went for a roll-up on Daniel Bryan. He countered it into a yes lock, and Shinsuke tapped out. It was cool. I thought it was a pretty good ending, you know. Uh, next, we had a backstage segment with Roman Reigns and friends. Um, Paul told him it was Adam Pierce who made the match. Uh, Roman was pissed, obviously. And he told Uso to go out there and show him why he show them why he's main event Uso. Main event Uso and and Jay Uso said it's because everyone needs a catchphrase and I've main evented <laughs> a few times. Yeah, and I just like to say that um, when Uso came down to the ring, you know how on the right side it has all the things like, oh, so-and-so time tag team champion. I just love how it said son of, who is it, Rikishi? It, it Hasn't just he been tag champion like a fucking hundred times? Well, no, it said that below that, too. I think oh, it said, okay. like, a few different things. I think the top card probably said Made Event Uso, because usually that's their nickname. And then below that it said, Son of Rikishi. And it's just funny that that's one of his accomplishments that they mention. It's like, I know he's done more things we care about. We know who his dad is by now. But anyways, uh, so we have Uso versus Owens. <sighs> Um, it's pretty much started as a brawl. They just went all full force at each other, throwing punches. I love it. It was good. Fast-paced start. Um, Owens got beeped out at one point, and I'm pretty sure it's because he said, it's not your GD fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was twice, actually. Maybe the, sure the second one was after the match, I think, or I don't know. It was, yeah, it was... Uh, like right after the match when he hanged I'm spoiling our own thing man getting ahead of myself um anyways uh yeah it was it was good it was a good match Owens is incredible as always um Owens was like fucking up Uso's legs the whole time the whole match and uh hit him with a stunner and won and then hit him with a stunner after the match 
and just started beating his ass. Damn, yo. I love that Owens took Corey Graves' mic and was like, Come take care of your family, bitch! To Roman. That was great. I like that spot, actually. And what happened next, buddy? Then... Um, Jay Uwuso was being tortured Did and... Did you just say Uwuso? Yes, Jay Uwuso. I hate it so much. Stop now. Was being tortured and punished <laughs> with handcuffs. I like how when uh, Kevin Owens went and got handcuffs, they were just kind of under the ring. Why were those under there? Dude, did they know that somebody was in? Or did Kevin Owens put them under there beforehand? Because he knew he was going to do Dude, it's the same reason that Corey Graves was like, Why are kendo sticks under there? What? I know. (laughs) Dude, like. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, dude. Because Corey Graves was like, How far ahead did Kevin Owens think of this madness? And I'm like, Oh, he put them under there ahead of time, I guess. Does that mean that everybody who ever pulls out a kendo stick puts it there ahead of time, knowing they might need a few kendo sticks? Do you think they give wrestlers, they're like, it's like guys' grocery games where they're like, all right, you have 60 seconds to get whatever weapons you want from here under the ring <laughs> and back over the finish line and go. And everybody's like frantically grabbing ladders and that's why there's just a ton of random shit under the ring. Dude, how do, how do people like <laughs> And it's hosted by our truth <laughs> How do people go under the ring if there's all that shit down there? Do you think that they like actually leave? Like, okay. Do you think that they actually leave a bunch of shit down there just because it's always... Like, why would you take stuff away if every single week you have to... There's, like, a chair coming out from under there or something. You know, you might as well just, like, leave it there. But then also, how do people go underneath the ring and stuff if there's all those different weapons there? Like, there's always shit there. But then people, like, crawl underneath it and roam around. It's like, how do they do that if there's, like, ladders and shit? Well, you see... Also, they couldn't just leave them there before. Now that they're in the Thunderdome and they're in one specific spot, they might as well just leave it all down there. But before, they were stuffing oh, all that shit right. under the ring every night. Dude, what about... But, did, was it? Is it there even the nights where they don't bring out weapons? Are they just chilling there, you think? <laughs> Probably, just in case. Dude, fuck. Now, at least. I don't know about when they did live shows. They probably had... I mean... I have to think that they had weapons down there at all times just so that when a wrestler pulled up the apron, it looked like there was stuff down there, not just the one specific thing they grabbed, you know? So I feel like, yeah, I feel like they stocked that bitch every time they moved to a different city. I think there was always shit put under there before they started. So, you know, some poor dumbass from the back had to carry a bunch of ladders and tables down and put them under the ring and then watch the show and... There was never a single weapon used, and he's like, what the fuck did I do all that for? And they're like, just in case, take all the shit back now. And he's like, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Vince, sir. Vin- and that's Vince, that's- Vince, is not, Vince is not talking to those guys that are carrying that type of shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's no way. It's like people that are like six or seven steps below him at that yeah, point. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh. <sighs> But, yeah, he handcuffed Uso to the top rope. Uh, was beating his ass. Super uh, kick. Roman still didn't come out. Yeah, super kick. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, super kick. Uh, said, okay, I'll go to you, Roman. Super kick. And then uh, he took Uso and dragged him by his handcuffs. And then he super kicked him. 
And then he went over and he leaned him against this, like, table thing. And then he super kicked him. This was outside the ring, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He pulled him he up the ramp. And then yeah, Uso, yeah, yeah. like, tried to escape and ran away from him. So they went over into the side stage section. And then, uh, yeah, Kevin Owens super kicked him onto this table and climbed up onto the Thunderdome crowd. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody tried to reach out and touch him. And he was going to jump on Uso. And, of course, blue balls the spot for us, in the words of Pierce. Roman Reigns came out and interfered and attacked Kevin Owens. Yeah, but then, but then Roman Reigns actually threw Kevin Owens off the spot. So... Um, yeah, and and it did. It, the spot did happen, so they didn't blue ball us. Um, right, right, right. Just temporarily, but yes. Um, uh, sorry, I was reading something. Um, yeah, there was a spot where Uso was choking Kevin Owens with the handcuffs, and Roman was hitting him in the gut with a chair, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty great." Yeah, I mean, but yeah, and then. Roman slammed him into the LED screens like 15 times and then threw him off through the tables. Yeah, off the, uh, the the Thunderdome crowd area onto the table. But I just had a thought, and, th- and that's basically the what ended the show, pretty much. Yeah. Um, But I just had a thought. Um, So I guess I haven't been paying attention to where they're saying the Thunderdome is. But Florida. the uh, well, I know, but like I know it's in Florida, but they were using some like NBA team something or other, and they were gonna have to get rid of it when the NBA season starts. At least that's what I thought. And the NBA season yeah, 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 started. Sure. No, the NBA season started not that long ago. So Do you think that's why they went back to pre-taping? Because I heard they were gonna be pre-taping again instead of having it live. I don't know. I'm wondering if they like moved to a different. I don't know. Uh, Wouldn't we notice? It'd be a different shape or size. It'd look different. I don't know. I might be wrong. That, like yeah, that's say, that's what I, I was. Know. I was thinking it was the same, but I don't. Yeah, it looks the same to me. That's what I was thinking. Maybe WWE is just not taping live, and they're doing it when they can. Whenever the NBA is not there, you know. Yeah. Because I heard that the last SmackDown was pre-taped because there were spoilers about Big E winning. Mm. But anyways, I have some breaking news for you. Um, I see this article. WWE has announced a storyline injuries to Kevin Owens. I love that they specify storyline injuries Um, after SmackDown. Yeah. Um, he was attacked outside the ring, blah, 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 thrown through the table. Uh, they announced a storyline update today s- saying that Kevin Owens was taken to a, not a hospital, guys, a local medical facility yeah, hospital, after the attack. Hospital was a banned WWE word. They can't say hospital, yeah. He was taken to a local medical facility a- after the attack and was diagnosed with bruised kidneys and a spinal contusion. Uh, there's no word yet on what the plan for the feud is after this, but he could be out of the ring for a week or so <laughs> due to the injuries announced today. So he's not going to so be gone very gonna, long, So I guess. he's literally, dude, what's going to happen is is he's going to come out on SmackDown with, like, crutches, 
Be like, Roman, you think you can tear me down, Roman? But I'm no, still dude, here. No, dude, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Dude, what's going to happen is he's going to be fucking injured and then come back at the Royal Rumble in, like, three weeks. Uh, dude, I I, I think he's going to he's gonna have to fight Roman at the Rumble because they've been building it, I think. I, I, I feel like he's going to come out on Friday and he's going to be triumphant and, and be better because... I'm assuming you think that's that's why they released this storyline quote unquote injury update because they're like, we want the people to think Kevin Owens is hurt so that when he comes back next week, was this a WWE source? Uh, I looked at it, was on like Wrestling Insider is where I saw it, I believe. But did did WWE announce that he was injured? Do you know if it was? Yeah, 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 that's what it said. Okay, so yeah, it, it, I highly doubt he's actually injured. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna come back and be like, "You gave me a whatever the fuck injury." Yeah, Roman. WWE definitely announced it, and yeah. Yeah, dude. It, I I bet it's a fake injury. Every yeah, it says storyline injury update, so it's probably yeah, it's probably not real. Otherwise, they'd have to. That's probably why they're forced to say storyline injury because it's not real. Oh yeah, whatever. Why else would yeah, they whatever. Specify it is. as a storyline injury. A wrestling insider. Yeah. Because I looked. Well, no, no, no. I looked at like seven different headlines of different things, and it all said storyline injury. But there was a lot of thing. Yeah, articles about it, and they are like, oh, WWE announces storyline injury for Kevin Owens or something like that. I just think that's funny because I've never seen them specify it as a storyline injury. Jeez. But I don't know. But, uh, that is how SmackDown ended. And now, Pierce, <coughs> the highlight of your night. We're not going to have questions or we're not going to have any trivia or whatever this week. This week, I'm basically just going to be reading an article to Pierce. Uh, don't leave. I know that sounds really boring, but it's going to be really funny. And it's not like, it's like a top 10 article. Um, okay. So, yeah. Give me one second. I'm getting it pulled up. I had it pulled up, but Google is fucking stupid and it went away. Of course Google's stupid. Those I agree. dingy, dingy, dinguses and if you want to chime in add anything whatever um (laughs) i just saw a really funny thing um go ahead but i'm gonna have this uh wait is this the right one this is not the right one that i saw give me one second god dang it this is a disaster there it is so, uh, what I have for you is the top ten wrestlers who pooped themselves in ring. And I have to give credit to the sportster for this one. Uh, but I think this will be funny for me and Pierce to talk about. Okay. What's what's the what's the list? I'm only gonna we're only we only have to talk about the ones we know because it's funny. And I saw a couple names on here that I didn't realize that I didn't know before. Had isn't pooped Chris, themselves isn't, in ring? Isn't I thought Chris it was funny. Jericho? Uh, we'll get there, maybe. There? Yeah, Chris Jericho's <laughs> on there, I feel like. Number 10 is Yokozuna. Uh, you remember him, right? Yeah, of course I know Yokozuna. 
It seems like it seems like a lot of people have poop stories involving the late Yokozuna. Uh-uh. Uh, that's so funny that there's multiple people that have recalled him pooping in ring. Stories, plural, not just one. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, apparently, he was suffering from a bad case of diarrhea when fighting Bret Hart. <laughs> uh, in the middle of the match, Hart was about to get hit by a bonsai drop from Yoko and looked up and realized that he had a giant poop stain. It looked like a bowl of pea soup. Uh, according to Bret Hart, that moment was the fastest he's ever moved in the ring. He left his mark in the corner of an, that Indian wrestling ring. That is so oh, hilarious. God, dude. When I said we were going to start reading this, I was like, is this a good idea? I don't know. But after reading just that one about somebody we don't even really care that much about, that's so funny. Uh, number nine, John Cena? Oh, I didn't know that one. Please, please elaborate. It says, John Cena is known to rise above all things as he is constantly the underdog. He could not beat food poisoning, however. There are a few stories of when Cena took the Browns to the Super Bowl during a match. (laughs) Uh, Apparently on an episode of Total Divas... He had numerous interviews and explained what happens. He states, while he was in Canada against Scott Steiner, uh, Cena got food poisoning and ended up uh, going under the ring during a match to relieve himself. Dude, Cena, John Cena, climbed under the ring and shit. And got back out and wrestled the rest of the match. Somebody that had to is clean so that up. incredible. Imagine you're that guy, that same guy, who fucking had to bring all <laughs> the ladders and tables and chairs down, and you're like, these didn't even get used. And they're like, shut up and take them backstage. And he goes down there, and he see, he's like, who the fuck shit down here? How did they even get down here? And then John Cena's, like, talking to somebody over in the corner, and he hears, and he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta go, and just leaves. Dude, I mean, what else do you, honestly, there's situations like that where if you had to shit that bad, I mean, what else do you do, you know? I gotta say, amazing, uh, I was gonna say amazing decision, because it's much better to climb under the ring, just sling one out all over the tables, and then just climb back out and act like nothing happened. I'm at, I, dude, I wonder if he beat the 10 count. There's no details. It just said he relieved himself under the ring in the middle of the match. I want to I wanna hear details. Like, did he get back out and beat the count? Were they just, like, standing around like, where the fuck did he go? Did he really just get counted out? But anyways, number eight's Tommy Dreamer. There's not even details about this one. Apparently he just shits in the ring. <laughs> okay. I guess. Number seven is Doink the Clown. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds right. A Deadspin article in 2012 asked people about their worst run-ins with professional wrestlers. One in particular, Calvin, used to be a photographer for independent shows. He states he was in the locker room at a show that would feature Doink the Clown. Before the show, he kept going to the bathroom and finally said, Holy fuck, boys, I have the shits tonight, in all caps. Incredible article, the Sportster. According to the poster, Doink would have a 15-minute appearance, including post-match activities. 
Two minutes into the match, Doink grabs the ref and the other guys, and they just fall for a three count. Doink darted to the bathroom and stiff-armed a kid on the way. He came back out to booze and told and told the promoted, I need my check. I'm out of here. I got the shits or something fierce. That's amazing. That 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 is amazing. I have a real shocker for you here. Oh, no. Number six, Vince McMahon. Amazing. Yeah. So it says, in case you're unfamiliar with how Vince McMahon acts backstage, he's a giant goofball, which I saw a lot of in the Undertaker documentary. That surprised me. I was like, wow, Vince kind of seems like he's a pretty nice guy backstage sometimes. But, uh, yeah. Also, Gerald Briscoe is known to have a weak stomach. In an interview with Jim Ross on Opie and Anthony a while back, he talked about the time where Vince McMahon let a fart rip in Briscoe's face before doing a segment on Raw. Turns out it was more than just a fart. McMahon came to the ring on live television with poop-stained pants and even chased Briscoe around the ring. Dude. I need to see that segment where Vince shits himself in his face and then runs around chasing him on Raw. We can find that on YouTube, you know. It would be on Dude, it would be on incredible. the network. Incredible. <laughs> you think so? What? Why would Raw. that be on the network? Raw's not on the network. Raw's on Hulu and shit. An old like an old, old episode of Raw? Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. That could be on there. You'd think Vince McMahon would be like, no, dude, no, they they have all the old episodes of Raw and shit are all on the Raw and Nitro. All right, bet. We're going to watch it one day and (laughs) talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Number five, Psycho Sid. Yeah, I know who Psycho Sid is. I don't care that much, though. Yeah, I don't either. But this is one of the more famous rumors of a wrestler defecating his pants during a match, apparently, at WrestleMania 13. It was his final match in the WWE, and he took on The Undertaker. While going for the tombstone, The Undertaker caught a whiff of something foul and still completed the move. Sid was fairly quick to get out of the ring, and there's been theories that he did that on purpose. And then Taker confirmed it years later that it happened. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, I agree. God, that's so funny. It's like, even if I don't care about who these people are, it's still so funny to hear them about them shitting themselves in ring. <sighs> Number four, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I feel like I've heard this one. It says, no one will ever question the integrity of Stone Cold. However, when you ask him about his worst moment in the ring, it involves the poop story specialist Yokozuna. He has admitted in multiple interviews, including the show Tough Enough, that Yoko is not the pooper, but the poopy in a match in South Africa. Austin was picked up by the big man and slammed in the ring. When he got slammed, Steve Austin immediately pooped his pants. Oh, God. He mentioned in an interview later that he was lucky he wore his black trunks that day. That is absolutely incredible. I like the last comment. Uh, yeah, I agree. Number three, CM Punk. I can't wait to make a highlight video called CM Punk Shit His Pants. 
Anyways, during during the infamous Colt Cabana podcast where CM Punk spilled his guts about the WWE, he made mention of an incident that happened on SmackDown. He admitted to being forced to compete while having a staph infection. While being loaded up on Z-Packs from WWE's doctors, he managed to poop during a match. Z-Packs are antibiotics which were treatment for that staph infection. Punk managed that the reason was simply, that's what Z-Packs do. They make you poop. He just happened to be in ring when it happened on semi-live television as SmackDown is taped in advance. I knew SmackDown was taped in advance. Anyways, uh, yeah, apparently CM Punk. Cool. Gone. In his defense, he had a staph infection, so I guess he gets a pass. Uh, number two, Yokozuna again. While the story did not happen in the ring, Bret Hart has confirmed in an interview that this happened backstage, and it's certainly a story worth sharing. So I guess let's strap in. Again, the late Yokozuna had an issue with bowel movements. According to Hart, one of the funniest moments of his career was in a backstage Undertaker event, or was with the Undertaker backstage at an event. This took place in Washington, and both wrestlers heard a loud fireworks-like bang, and it was followed by the sound of rushing water. Both (laughs) peeked around the corner and saw Yokozuna crying. Crying. Covered covered in poop and the remnants of a porcelain toilet. Oh, that's actually kind of sad. Yokozuna had had a cut on his leg and was begging for help. Hart and Taker were struggling to hold back laughter as neither one of them wanted to get close to the ailing 700-pounder. Oh, Oh, my God. God. That's horrible. (laughs) All right, well, number one, Andre the Giant. Talk about the perfect ring name to have that relates to a poop incident. At one time, he feuded with Bad News Brown. God, this is just getting better. Bad news, Brown. This story has been confirmed by Brown in a shoot interview with Derek Bergen. He mentioned about a time when Andre was sick and had been drinking all day. They competed in a match, and Andre said, Big ass boss in the ring, indicating a splash in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Once the... Once the splash was hit, he involuntarily... That's not even the poop part. The the fact that they worded it that way, and he said, indicating a splash in the corner. That's not even the poop-related thing. That's a wrestling move. That's what I thought, too. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's horrible wording. (laughs) He said, big-ass boss, indicating a splash in the corner. Oh, once the splash was hit, he, he he involuntarily lost control of his bowels and let it all go. Bad news immediately went to the shower and was completely disgusted. Or oh, bad news immediately went to the shower and was completely disgusted. He stated it did not add any heat to the feud as he knew Andre was truly sick and it wasn't on purpose. Imagine if it did add heat to the feud and they took that angle. They were like, you shit your pants on me when you did a splash. Now it's personal. Dude, that (sighs) needs to happen. 
God. I agree. I'm also really glad we did that segment because I thought it was funny. Dude, no. I'm I am glad to be informed. <laughs> yeah, dude. I didn't realize so many wrestlers were out here shitting. I guess they're just people too, you know. They are just people. people. I agree. People do be shitting. You got anything else to add, buddy? That was a... I don't know how we can top that. Uh, man. That just reminded me of that, that scene where fucking... That reminded me of that scene where Rey Mysterio's eye got gouged out and Seth Rollins actually puked on TV. I was like, what? Man. Do you remember that? Yeah, That was pretty crazy, too. And he trended that on Twitter. That was tw- intentional, he, though, he, obviously. He trended on Twitter because of it, too. Really? Yeah, it was on... That's yeah. some dedication right there, dude. That's some acting. If he's like... I'm going to make myself throw up right now because that's what a normal person would do if they actually saw a person in real life get their eye gouged out and, like, did it to them. Like, that's some fucking dedication. Well, I guess for this one, I have to end it the right way, which is goodbye just the I way they say you. why would you do that to me goodbye. why would you end our <clears throat> alright you heard it here folks last episode ever because I'm done with this <laughs> shit goodbye are you ready for a goodbye god I hate it